ve a calhow.org para hablar con una persona que te guíe para las diferentes opciones disponibles o llama a nuestra línea 1-833-317-HOPE está bien no estar bien la ayuda vive aquí en California Folks, welcome into the Browns Wire podcast. Once again, I am your host, Jared Mueller. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at Jared K. Mueller. I am the managing editor of the Browns Wire. And just uh, an honor and a privilege to be with you for what is Browns Wire 2.1, right? So 2.0, we talked about the three tiers of the quarterback and just some of the things to expect from the podcast. And so 2.1, we're really going to ask the question, is the Rams way the right way for the Cleveland Browns? But before we get started with that, just have to be very honest and upfront with you. Uh, My goal was to have two episodes a week, one with me solo, like this one is to start the week. Uh, and then one sometime mid to late week with a guest. Last week had a, a fine, good, great national guest lined up. Uh, everything in place. Uh, just had to narrow in a specific time uh, for that, uh, but had done so prior to the recording of 2.0. Uh, that we were all we had to do is figure out an exacting time on that specific date to record. And that person has ghosted me. Uh, so this is a person I've known in person a little bit and uh, and had cordial relationships with, and they ghosted me. Now, obviously, I'm not going to call that person out by name in any way, shape, or form, uh, but just want to be very honest and upfront why there wasn't a second Browns Wire podcast. And so for this week, I uh, have someone who is willing to do. We just got to figure out a day and time. Uh, today, that person was working on a door. And so out of respect for that person, we do not have that date and time lined up just yet. You know, that's the fun of being a homeowner and an adult. But that's not what you guys came here to talk about or to listen uh, to. Uh, instead, we're here to talk about the Los Angeles Rams going to the NFC Championship game and what the Cleveland Browns could learn from the Rams way, which has once been laughed at. I'm Ed, Shane Company's lead diamond buyer. One thing I'd love our customers to know is that no fewer than five sets of expert eyes examine your diamond. No other jeweler does this, and this is how we can offer you the most beautiful diamonds. We're always traveling to the diamond capitals of the world, where our long-standing relationships allow us to look at the diamonds as they're coming off the stonecutter's wheel. We get first pick of the prettiest diamonds in every grade. All of our diamonds are conflict-free and natural. Unlike lab-grown diamonds, natural diamonds have consistently maintained or increased in value over time. There's so many reasons to feel confident about choosing a Shane Company diamond. With the largest selection of diamonds in every price range, you'll easily find a stunning diamond that speaks to you. Visit us in San Mateo, Walnut Creek, or in Cupertino, where we've moved to a new location just two miles down Stevens Creek Boulevard. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business, Shane Company and Shaneco.com. 
So the Los Angeles Rams go to the NFC Championship game with a 30-27 to nail-biter against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in what could be Tom Brady's last game in the NFL. Also some reports that Bruce Arians could retire. Uh, neither of those seem to be the odds-on favorite at this point in time, uh, especially after this loss, but anything is possible. And so 30-27, to 27, a game that uh, seemed to be over multiple times, and then you saw multiple, is this game drunk uh, or something of the like from uh, tweets from Twitter, those kind of things. Uh, but an interesting game, uh, when you look at the Rams box score, obviously Matthew Stafford, 28 of 38, 366 yards, two touchdowns, acquired in a trade this offseason with the Detroit Lions. Uh, Cam Akers uh, coming off uh, his injury, impressively 24 attempts for only 48 yards. So they, they ran the ball a lot because they had the lead, uh, knowing that Tampa Bay was really going to stop them. And that almost came back to bite them. And then you look at the receiving, obviously Cooper Cup, nine reception, 183 yards, and a touchdown in that big, long game near the end of the game that set up the game-winning field goal. Odell Beckham Jr., uh, obviously every Browns fan knows the situation with how they acquired him. Uh, and then we kind of bounced down Tyler Higby, Van Jefferson, uh, those kind of guys. And so the, the Rams are moving on. They are hosting the NFC Championship game against the San Francisco 49ers. And so... Uh, what we know about the Rams way, the Rams plan is really interesting. They're a team that has bet on the idea that they could trade for high, high, uh, talent with high, high prices, but in doing so set themselves up for what exactly has ended up happening. Now it hasn't worked in the past. But this last trade for Matthew Stafford seems to be the one that puts them over the top. Their draft capital moving forward, really at some level, especially if they get to the Super Bowl, does not matter. Will it cut their Super Bowl window short? Possibly. But without these major, major trades, and maybe all of them, would they have a Super Bowl window? So let's first, I'm going to uh, use our friends over at the Rams Wire. Uh, they did a piece um, looking at kind of all the major moves since Sean McVay became the head coach uh, with the Rams. I'm going to kind of skip through some of the big ones, just with the what the big trades look like. So the Rams acquired uh, Brandon Cooks and a fourth round pick uh, in 2018 from the Patriots for a first round pick and a sixth round pick. So gave up a first and to get uh, wide receiver Brandon Cooks. And got a fourth back, also gave up a six. So uh, basically a four, first round pick plus a little bit more uh, or a little bit less, I'm sorry, for Brandon Cooks. Um, as we continue through here, traded for uh, linebacker Dante Fowler, third round pick and a fifth round pick for uh, Fowler uh, from Jacksonville. One for the Browns fans, traded a fifth round pick for Austin Corbett, who... Uh, Corbett, who had really just kind of washed out in Cleveland, has pretty much started a majority of games since being acquired uh, by the Rams, uh, traded um, Marcus Peters. So they traded for Marcus Peters earlier, traded Marcus Peters away uh, for a fifth round pick and linebacker Kenny Young. Traded two first-round picks and a fourth-round pick for cornerback Jalen Ramsey. Uh, that's one of kind of the biggest moves. Uh, they got rid of Brandon Cooks and a fourth-round pick 
to get a second round pick uh, uh, from the Houston Texans. And then a couple more big moves. Uh, the biggest, Matthew Stafford. They traded Jared Goff, a third round pick uh, in the at the point of the time. Those a 2021 NFL draft, a uh, first round pick in 2022, a uh, first round pick in 2023. So two first round picks, a third round pick, and Jared Goff, whether you see him as a positive or a negative to that trade for Matthew Stafford. Um, and so then we kind of get down there and then obviously the Sony Michelle deal, they traded a fifth and a sixth round pick to the Patriots for Sony Michelle until we get to the final deal, which was Von Miller. So the Broncos traded Von Miller, uh, to the Los Angeles Rams for a second and third round pick. So you can just hear as I kind of talk through all of those. Now, do I need to keep track of all that? No, because that's not the point of today's podcast. I'm sure that's out there somewhere, probably on our site, the Rams Wire site. But the reality is you heard first round pick, first round pick, second round pick, second round pick, third round pick, fourth round pick. You heard pick after pick leaving Los Angeles. Now they had a few come back, right, here and there. The Brandon Cooks trade, they traded away, got back. There are some moves where they got things back, but in general, uh, the Los Angeles Rams, uh, under less need, have decided that draft picks are about acquiring high-level talent that they can pay and that they will pay, right? They've paid Jalen Ramsey. They're paying Matthew Stafford's contract. Uh, Von Miller, I believe, will be up for being a free agent. Um, they continue. I mean, and, and some of those guys didn't work out, but they gave up a third or a fifth or a fourth. You know, Brandon Cooks, for example, gave up a first got a second back, but they gave up Brandon Cooks and a fourth-round pick to get that second-round pick. Uh, You know, obviously, some of that starts to be a little cluttered, right? But in the end, there's not a lot of clutter to the statement, the very clear statement, that the Los Angeles Rams looked at what they had with Coach Sean McVay and with Aaron Donald and have literally not stopped trading away draft picks primarily to try to stock that roster to make it a championship level roster, right? This wasn't a situation where the team had their quarterback and then went crazy to kind of surround that quarterback. This was actually a situation that even before Matthew Stafford, they try to load up around Jared Goff. They try to load up the defense, right? I mean, at some level, there's lots of talent on that defense, but they lost John Johnson and Troy Hill, and can they're in the NFC Championship game, right? Now, that's not a knock on Johnson and Hill, the Browns' two free agent signings this offseason, but it is telling that the Rams continue to stockpile talent, the highest level of talent, while also hoping that some of their younger guys and the few draft picks that they do have are able to develop behind them. But when you have an Aaron Donald, a Von Miller, and a Jalen Ramsey, the rest of your defense has an amazing opportunity to be better than their actual talent is, right? Aaron Donald and Von Miller are not giving the quarterback a lot of time to make moves, to get things done. And if Jalen Ramsey is either shutting down the top alter option on you know, on the outside, like they try to do with uh, Mike Evans of the Bucks, or if they have him shutting down the number two option while having a the other corner and a safety kind of doubling the number one option, all of a sudden, everybody else just looks better. The linebackers can, can get free because of Donald and Miller. Uh, the safeties can play a little bit more free with, you know, they signed Eric Weddle and they really had him playing kind of that rover role uh, where he could, 
kind of pick and choose his battles with some of the underneath stuff and those kind of things. So the Los Angeles Rams have kind of gone all in. They are all in through a lot of trades. Now, the reality is, is being in Los Angeles is helpful, right? They're, they believed that they could re-sign Jalen Ramsey or extend Jalen Ramsey because they were out in L.A. They they believed they could probably re-sign Von Miller because they're out in L.A. Uh, they believe they could probably bring back Odell Beckham Jr. if they want to and he wants to because they're out in L.A., right? There's, there is some things where it's what is apples and oranges, right? But beyond that, they had Aaron Donald and they had Sean McVay. And at this point, their draft capital is uh, pretty scarce. So looking at pro sports transactions, which generally does actually a really good job of kind of keeping track of things. The Rams first round pick goes to the Lions. The second round pick goes to the Broncos both in 2021. I'm sorry, 2022. Uh, as well as their third round picks goes to the Broncos in 2022. Their first round pick in 2022 and 23 uh, go to the Lions. They did get an extra third round pick uh, as a part of the compensatory process for uh, the Lions hiring Brad Holmes as a minority candidate to their general manager job. So the Rams got a third round pick. Uh, It's a compensatory. So at the end of the third round, Their fourth round pick uh, looks like it is going to the Texans. Uh, So that is on its way out. The Rams do have their fifth round pick. Their sixth round pick is out for to the Patriots for Sony Michelle. They have two seventh round picks, uh, one in the Akib Tlaib trade, as well as their own. In 2023, they have already traded away their first round pick, their fourth round pick, Uh, They get an extra sixth round pick and then they're giving out a couple of uh, seventh round picks. It looks like uh, based on the information provided. So not a lot left there. So there's the question. It's not an easy one, but the Cleveland Browns have Miles Garrett, have Denzel Ward, John Johnson, the third. They have the entire offensive line, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Austin Hooper, possibly right. Harrison Bryant. David Njoku, possibly. Jarvis Landry, possibly. But we know they do have a great offensive line. Two very, very good wide receivers. Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom II, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, John Johnson III, Grant Delpit. They have a lot of talent, just like the Rams did. And the Rams went all in. Is that something the Cleveland Browns should do? To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got GEICO, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. GEICO will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. GEICO. Great service, without all the drama. So the first thing we have to get out of the way, if the Cleveland Browns can acquire... Let's just call him Matthew Stafford. We talked about the tiers, right? Let's call Matthew Stafford the bottom of that tier one, right? A guy who can lift his teammates. Now, again, lots of skill around him, but he's got a great arm. 
Um, and he can make some throws that are very, very difficult to make. I don't think Matthew Stafford is anywhere near the middle or high of that tier one, probably at the low end of that. And being around Sean McVay, Cooper Cup, um, and and the rest of kind of how the offensive setup with Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham Jr., Cam Akers, some of those guys um, kind of helps him kind of get to that point. Um, he's not a guy who, uh, if he's – and we saw in Detroit, he was not surrounded by enough talent where he could really carry the talent. So we have to start with the quarterback position. Here's the reality. If the Cleveland Browns can acquire uh, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, I am putting his off the field stuff to the side, not because it's not important, but the reality is if that's real and can't prove anything, I don't have a clue what's going on in the legal system. If that's real, he's off the board. It doesn't matter. If he's available, that stuff has less legs to it if they actually are willing to trade for him, right? So if the Browns are able to acquire one of those kind of players. Now, do they see Derek Carr as closer to kind of that Matthew Stafford lowest end of the tier one, whereas maybe I see him more of a tier two guy? I'm not smarter than Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski. That is for darn sure. That is up to them to decide, right? But... Uh, I think everybody would clearly say Kirk Cousins is not a tier one level guy. But if the Browns can acquire Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, insert tier one type guy here, they should probably go all in like the the Rams did. And there's really just a, a clear formula there. Baker Mayfield, two first round picks and, a, and another pick. Now, did the... Rams have to give up a little bit extra because Jared Goff was signed to that huge extension. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, will the Browns, will the timing be really difficult for the Browns to make that kind of trade? Absolutely. Given Baker Mayfield's surgery, it could be difficult for him to pass a physical in time for a realistic trade before April's draft, right? So that's where it kind of gets important is timing could make that difficult which is where Watson could be the most interesting or even really most likely tier one trade is if his legal issues take a little while to clear up and we're into May or June, then maybe that trade makes a little bit more sense, except they really do like Davis Mills down there. So maybe Baker Mayfield's going someplace else, all of that. But if one of those tier one guys does come available, The Browns should be really aggressive. And again, this isn't about Baker Mayfield or trying to be uh, a hater or any of those kind of things. We saw in 2021, we wasn't healthy, what he was going to struggle to do. In 2020, we saw a lot of good things. What is real and what does he look like in 2022? We don't know, but we have a really good idea of what those tier one level guys are. And and that's really important, and we saw that from the Rams. They they gave up a lot to get those guys. And those guys make your wide receivers better. They make your offensive line better. They make your running game better, right? And they, at some level, make your defense better. So while giving up a lot of picks can be difficult, it can be really, really helpful. So that's kind of that big first move. Now, a player like Odell Beckham Jr. is most likely, not always, but most likely, if he becomes available randomly and kind of on the cheap, is probably not picking Cleveland, at least in 2022. So that kind of move is really unique to the to the L.A.s of the world, right? Places that NFL players really want to go. We know L.A. is where a lot of them do their rehab and weather and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So 
you know, those kind of players, um, those kind of extra players, those kind of, we want to win. So we'll take a little bit less money players. They're, they're probably going to LA, probably not going to Cleveland, uh, at least in the year of 2022. So that means what about the rest? If the Browns cannot trade for a tier one quarterback, they have a lot of draft assets still available. Odds are very high that they're going to get a compensatory third round pick in this year's draft and the following draft uh, for Quezzy. I am not going to try to pronounce his name because I just don't want to screw it up. Uh, who uh, looks like he is a finalist. We wrote about it at the Browns wire finalist for the Minnesota Vikings general manager job. They could get another for Glenn cook uh, who has been in the running for the Chicago bears, as well as the Vikings job does not look like the Vikings is going to go his way, but could still be available for the Chicago bears. So they might have a, a an extra pick or two there late in the third round. They have an extra fourth round pick, uh, very high in the fourth round. Uh, I believe that was with a trade with the Detroit Lions. So they have all of their picks, and they have a little bit of extra ammunition or should have some extra ammunition to make some deals. So who becomes available, right? And, and we could talk about some specific players that could be traded, but the reality is, is most often we don't know, right? Now, a great example would be if Quezzy does get the Minnesota job, obviously everybody will quickly point to Kirk Cousins. So if the Browns, again, if the Browns see, I think they probably would see Cousins as a more certain tier two guy over Baker Mayfield, then do they trade a second and third round pick? They trade a second round pick even? Uh, for Kirk Cousins, the way his contract is structured, all that, can they make some moves similar to the Detroit, St. Louis, Matthew, or I'm sorry, Los Angeles, Matthew Stafford deal, where the two general managers knew each other and had just worked together. But another thought would be, what if when he gets there, if that happens, he decides it's teardown time? What about someone like Adam Thielen? What would he be worth given his contract, his age? Uh, all, you know, maybe the lack of explosiveness at times uh, that, uh, you know, he's never really been the number one, number one. Uh, Stefan Diggs is, you know, was the number one. And then Justin Jefferson kind of usurped him. So, you know, as Diggs went on to Buffalo. So could Adam Thielen be the kind of player that the Browns could look at and kind of have that easy access uh, to make a deal with Minnesota? Right, there are a lot of possibilities out there. The names are really difficult right now for a variety of reasons. One of which is pretty much eight coaching spots are still available as of Monday. Now that could be that could change. I'm sorry, as of Sunday night. That could change Monday morning. But eight coaching jobs are available. Almost all but one of the general manager jobs, uh, the New York Giants uh, made their hire already. Are available, So we don't know exactly where teams are going to be. What team is going to get in there and go, you know what? We got enough. Even though we had to fire GMs and coaches, we got enough. We're going to make some moves and we're going to try to win pretty quickly. And others that are going to get in there and go, you know what? This needs to kind of get down to the studs. Maybe not to the extreme of Sashi Brown, but something similar. And moving forward with, you know, kind of restarting everything for that team. So we don't know a lot of that right now. Is there a Jalen Ramsey type that is worth two first round picks, right? Because remember, Ramsey, two first round picks. Matthew Stafford, two first round picks. Von Miller, a second round pick. 
and a second round pick. So two second round picks, right? Those are six premium, premium picks for three players. Six premium picks for three players. The Los Angeles Rams are in the NFC Championship game. So do the Browns is is half measures, right? Is is the Rams way light? Even a smart idea to to trade away, let's just say, two first round picks and a second round pick and maybe a fourth round pick, right? Is making a couple moves instead of you know giving away giving away six premium picks for a player or three players. Maybe it's giving away about half of that for a player or two, but maybe not at that high high level, right? And and those are really just the three big name players. But I went through all the different trades that the the Rams did, and it's been pretty extreme, right? So when you look at the Browns rosters, there are, there is needs in a few places. Receiver is a big one. I'll be honest, the defensive line for me might be even bigger, might be even bigger. The interior defensive line has not been good, but good luck finding an interior defensive lineman who isn't getting paid too way too much and is available for trade and is traded, right? An interior defensive lineman that does that sticks around even to bad teams most of the time. Same thing with defensive end. Jadavion Clowney is looking for the most money. The Browns could be that, or at least close enough that he stays in Cleveland outside or opposite of Miles Garrett. But beyond that, Tack McKinley is hurt. Curtis Weaver hasn't shown much. Joe Jackson is going to be a free agent. Um, what do we got? Right? What do the Browns have at defensive end? Because that's where, if we're looking at the defense, that's where they're looking for that Jalen Ramsey or Von Miller type player is going to be a defensive tackle or defensive end linebacker. They've got Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa. Uh, they like Jacob Phillips. So there they're pretty set. Uh, they would love to find a third safety out uh, with Ronnie Harrison, likely moving on in free agency. And then at cornerback with Ward and Newsom and greedy Williams and Troy Hill, there's not a lot of value there. So the Browns really do have some talent on their roster. Depth is important. Absolutely. Wide receiver, defensive tackle, defensive end. Should the Cleveland Browns take the Rams way into a in 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 improve their roster? Is it Adam Thielen? Is that the kind of player? Quarterback, can they find a tier one? level player that they can that can really make a difference is Daniil Hunter uh, someone who you know has had some health issues and problems in Minnesota Uh, is he the type of player uh, that can make a difference it'll be interesting to see but right now the Los Angeles Rams are in the NFC championship game after making trade after trade after trade of their really valuable draft picks. They'll go into the 2022 excuse me, NFL draft with a compensatory third round pick, at least currently, uh, their fifth round pick, and two seventh round picks. So basically a high fourth round pick, a fifth round pick, and two seventh round picks. And then they also gave away some extra picks in the 2023 draft, right? And I apologize earlier 
I uh, mistakenly said that Von Miller cost two second round picks. It was a second round pick and a third round pick. Sorry, I'm just used to them giving up so many draft picks, right? But even in 2023, first round pick, gone, fourth round pick, gone, right? They've already made some moves in 2023, and my guess is they're going to continue to be aggressive. So what do you think? Get on, get with us at the Browns Wire on Twitter, on Facebook, or you can talk to me at Jared K. Mueller on Twitter. Should the Cleveland Browns go into the 2022 offseason with the Rams way as their way and start spending their draft capital as aggressively or as close as possible as the Los Angeles Rams have? It worked for the Rams. There's no certainty it'll work for the Browns. But then again, the NFL draft, there's no certainty there either. Let us know what you think. Thanks for stopping by the Browns Wire. Hope you are having a great, great end of January going into February here soon. And as always, take care of yourself, take care of others, and go Browns. Does everyone need customer support today? We've got you. Intercom has the tools to manage support at any scale, like integrations, bots, and more. All in one powerful platform. We'll even automatically resolve 33% of your support volume, so you have more time for customers who need you most. Oh, that's better. Supercharge your team's productivity and make your customers super happy with Intercom. Learn more at intercom.com support. Ve a calhow.org para hablar con una persona que te guíe para las diferentes opciones disponibles. O llama a nuestra línea 1-833-317-HOPE. Está bien no estar bien. La ayuda vive aquí en California.